There's no place for a human. You are God. You are God all by yourself. Hey, you are God. You are God. From beginning to the end. There's no place for a human. There's no place for a human. You are God. You are God all by yourself. Let's raise our hands to everyone and just worship him for the privilege of being alive tonight. Let's thank him and say, Lord, we are grateful. You have been merciful to us. You have been gracious to us. You say you will have mercy on whom you will have mercy. We are among those people that have enjoyed the mercy of the Lord. And we are sincerely grateful and thankful. From the bottom of our heart, we say, Lord, we are grateful. Let the Lord hear you loudly and clearly tonight. Express your appreciation to him that you are alive. You are ill and healthy, and God is helping you. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so, Father, tonight, we thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for everything that you have done for us. We cannot thank you enough. Father, be thou be exalted in the name of Jesus. We pray that tonight will be a night of blessing. What you have started in us, you will perfect it tonight in Jesus' name. Your name alone will be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Okay, can you greet at least five people? I five. God bless you. Please be seated. God bless you. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We appreciate you. You are welcome tonight. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. We'll be considering first John chapter four, verse eighteen. First John chapter four, verse eighteen tonight. And uh, please, I'd like you to concentrate and let it sink down into your heart. First John chapter 4, verse 18. First John chapter 4, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, but evil fears has not been made perfect in love. Say with me, there is no fear in love. Perfect love. Cast out fear. Evil fears has not been made perfect in love. Say, I receive perfection through the love of God tonight. In the name of Jesus. In First John chapter 4, verse 16, he said, we know and believe that God loves us. And we know that God loves us. And verse 18 says, His love, which is perfect, cast out fear. Why is God talking against fear tonight? It's because 
God wants us to be free from fear. You will discover that everyone has one form of fear or the other. And most of the fear that we have in life, they occur also in our dreams. Maybe you are somebody that is filled with the fear that somebody may do you. You might see them chasing you in your dream. Maybe you are afraid of death. You might be seeing your whole grandma. If you are afraid of backwardness, you will see yourself wearing your old school uniform. And they will begin to interpret it and interpret it and interpret it. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 to 15 says that fear is a bondage. We're in a month of perfection. And one of the things that the Lord wants to perfect in our life is to be free from every form of fear. And I pray that we all be free tonight in Jesus' name. I say you'll be free from fear in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, In as much then as the children have partaken of the flesh and blood, himself likewise share in the same, that through death they might destroy him who are the power of death. That is the devil. Verse 15. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Anytime you live in fear, you are in bondage. And so many people live in fear all through their lifetime. That means even though they were living, they never enjoy life. There is no moment of their life that they enjoy because they are afraid. Some people are afraid of falling. Some are afraid of getting rich. Some are afraid of what people will say to them. Some are even afraid of saying the truth. And at times, this life also can be intimidating. You discover that people that should not intimidate you are intimidating you. Look at the case of uh, Goliath and the children of Israel. Goliath not even talk, but by his size. His size was intimidating. And then when he began to talk, the Bible says they were so afraid. And they began to run away from him. One man, one man was talking, the whole Amsterdam running. They never dare him. Instead of knowing how big their God is, they started doing research on how big and experienced Goliath was. And because of fear, they were there on the same spot, stagnant, until David showed. In number chapter 14 also, beginning from verse 1, the children of Israel went to the promised land to spy the land. And for fear, they could not move forward. In fact, they said, the, happy, the, the people in the land, they defraud their own people that we saw Anakim there. People with six fingers and that they were like grasshopper be, beside them. So they were afraid. And they began to confess that we cannot go forward. Let us begin to go back to Egypt. Because we are not sure that God can conquer this, this man for us. And uh, when they were too much afraid, they said so many negative things against God. And in Numbers chapter 14, verse 28, God said, I have heard them. Whatever you have said before me, in fear, that is what I will do unto you. And that tells us again the consequences of fear. Fear can propel us from saying negative things because of fear. In fact, there are some people that pray out of fear. And the prayer have no results. Because they are just afraid. I've told you how somebody can shout the blood of Jesus and the blood of Jesus will not work in their mouths because they are too much full of fear. When fear is inside your heart, 
there is a torment. There is a bondage. The Bible says, anyone that is afraid has not been made perfect in his love. When a month of perfection, you need to live a life that is free from every form of fear. And I can go on and on. Some are afraid of marriage. Some are even afraid of retirement. Say, I will soon retire. Somebody came to my office two days ago. He said, August is the day. I said, What is the day? I passed August. I said, August is the day. I will retire August. August is the day. He was so full of fear. Even though he has accomplished so much, but was afraid of the unknown. It doesn't matter how beautiful you are, what God has promised you. If you are living in fear, you know, enjoy your inheritance. So to be made perfect in his love, we must be free from fear. The psalmist says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In other words, no matter what is happening, I will not be afraid. Because God is with me. You need to trust God to be free from fear. You need to trust God to be free from fear. When you are free from fear, you have been made perfect in his love. How do you become free from fear? It is when you live without attack mentality. When you are somebody that is always conscious of attack, somebody is attacking me. You will discover that all through your lifetime you live in fear. The Bible says, Do not call a confederacy what they call a confederacy. Do not fear their fear. The Lord your God is with you. The Lord your God is your strength. Number chapter 23, verse 23 again says, There is no enchantment against Jacob that will work. There is no divination against Israel that will work. It shall be said of her by this time tomorrow, What has the Lord wrought? Isaiah 54 verse 17 says, No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Every weapon that is formed against you, it will not work. He said it will not work. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of, of the Lord. This is the heritage. And their righteousness is from him. You must not be afraid of attack. You must not be afraid of attack. You must be free from attack mentality. Anytime you know that there is nobody that can charm you or attack you, then you become relaxed and free from fear. Anytime you have a mentality that you have been attacked, something happened to me, you live in fear. Because you never know when the next arrow will come from. So many people that are afraid today, they are afraid because they have this mentality that somebody is attacking them. Live without attack or sickness. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says, Himself bear our infirmity in his body. He took our sicknesses in his body so that we can be free from all this men- mentality that is giving us fear. Be free from fear. Be free. One of the problems we have here is that we have so many belief systems that put us in fear. Free yourself from fear. Free yourself from fear. Why? To the pure, to the simple. All things are pure, all things are simple. Most of the problems we have, we have exaggerated them. 
We put them under demonic. And in fact, at times, the devil does not even know you. You are not even attacked. He doesn't know you. I don't know why I was canceling the office. I say, do you think you have a problem? You think the devil, I can't remember the person again. I say, I say, devil does not know you. He doesn't have your time. This is pure, pure something. Miscalculation. It's not the devil. There are some people, if a cockroach is, has overgrown too much, it is the devil. If a rat is trying to enter your house several times, it is the devil. And you keep on having this attack mentality all the days of your life, and you are living bondage. You are moving from one deliverance to another deliverance. And Jesus said that when he comes, he will preach deliverance to the captives. Not that we'll be going for deliverance. We just hear about it. That you are delivered and you are free. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach deliverance to the captives. Don't need anything more than hearing about the light. And every darkness around your life will disappear. Living without attack mentality and sickness. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says, It will keep you in perfect peace. Perfect peace means you are immune from every form of attack. You are living as if the devil does not exist. You go to the office, you come back safely. I said the other time, you should be so surprised when something happens to you that you don't want. Because that is the only time something negative can happen to you. Because under the new covenant, whatever you have seen in dream, you can control. Deuteronomy 29, 29. He said, everything that the Lord has revealed to you has been given to you. So it's now your choice. Whether it's going to come to pass or it's not going to come to pass. 29, 29. Everything that God has revealed. You must be free from attack mentality. Otherwise, you begin to import the theology of unbeliever into the body of Christ. You say, Aragbilaye, Ogulaye. And for that, you live a life of fear all throughout your li- lifetime your lifetime. Simple thing that even doctors can handle. You begin to exaggerate it. They have told me if I should do CS, I will die. They have told me. Somebody told me. Somebody told me. And all these things, because of this attack mentality, you run up and down until the devil now capture the person. I was preaching somewhere in Obama so many years back. And he told me there is a particular guy that has been the Bible, uh, Sunday school teacher or something that has been living under the fear of death for years. And I asked him to come and see me. And he told me, he said, because in their family, when they get to that particular age that he's in, he was in final year, they normally die. And I told him, what makes him think that he's going to die too? That don't you know that God has said that life and death than the power of the tongue and God said, I've given you life and death. Choose life so that you may live. What you choose is your inheritance. Other people may die because they don't know how to choose. But under the new covenant, you can say, me, I'm not going to die prematurely. I can't die now. And I told him about the, so many things that I know. But he kept on repeating the experiences in their family, believing that one way or the other, what has happened to other people will happen to him. I tried so much to convince him. I prayed for him. But I learned after I left. He started going from all these deliverances. Mentioning his own prophecy, what he believed. 
and one of the deliverance houses was coming back. It was knocked down by Ife Queen Ogumasho, and he died. I've shared this story with you before. He was having attack mentality, so he could not enjoy his life. Eventually died. You must live without attack or sickness mentality. Number two way to be free from fear is to live with the gospel of grace. Why? The gospel of grace says that it is not what uh, you are due for that you are enjoying. You are enjoying unlimited grace. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. For by grace are you safe. Through faith. It is not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Not of work. Lest any man should boast. Where you are is a function of God's grace. Who has received anything except that that thing has been given to him from where? From above. John chapter 3 verse 27. A man can receive nothing except it has been given to him from above. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. It is the gospel of grace that removes fear from you. Somebody tell you that ah, if you do these things, will happen. You say, well, how will it happen? Because even where I am, it's a function of God's grace. It's not a function of, about my ability. God's the one that is keeping me. God's the one that is helping me, and He will continue to help me. When you believe in the gospel of grace, things work for you very easily. Why? It is not of Him that run it. Neither is of Him that will it. It is of God that showeth mercy. And what God, God will forever be showing you mercy in the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. He said, if everything we receive were done by our work, we receive it because of our work. He said, then faith is nothing. Faith doesn't work. That means people that believe God are just believing God for fun. Because if faith must work, it must be anchored on grace. Look at what he says. For if those who are of the law are his... If only those people that do do's and don'ts are people that enjoy the blessing of God. Faith is made for it and the promise of God is of no effect. Say then that's the kingdom is not working. If it's do good, get good, do bad, get bad. Do this, get this. It's what makes the kingdom of God work. Then why should I need to have faith? Then why should I hope on the promise of God? Why do I believe God that God is faithful? If I can say all the glory belong to God and partly to me. Because I also did this thing. When you leave grace out of your life, you live in fear. Because you don't know what will happen next. Good things are happening to you now. Maybe because you are in the good book of God. The next time, another bad thing can happen to you. Because you don't believe that you are a function of his grace. Under the grace gospel, you are depending upon the finished work of Jesus Christ for everything you have received. Because the law brings about a rot. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Look at verse 16. Under the New Testament of grace, it is of faith. Therefore, the blessing of God is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. The grace gospel remove fear from you. Somebody said, I will deal with you. That's when the grace is not at work. All things work together for good for those people that love God. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 28. If the grace gospel is on my side, whether you do me good, I move on. I will finish you. It is when the grace is not on my side. When the grace of God is on my side, you may have intention of finishing me and your finishing me will promote me. That is the grace for you. Watch any man that's under the grace of God. If you help him, you are helping yourself. You don't help him, you are also helping him without knowing. Look at the case of Joseph. His brother said, here comes the dreamer. Let's kill him and see what will become of his dream. They don't know somebody that carries grace don't die cheaply. It's not possible. When the grace of God, grace factor is at work, things work for you. And he willfully, sheepishly submitted himself to them. Somebody say, let us kill him. Somebody say, ah, he carry our father's blood. Don't let us kill him because of our father's sake. Grace that they're talking. Let's pull him. Put him into a, into a hole. A wild animal will come and defile him. And they put him there. Eating his food. Somebody say, ah, how can we put him there? Let's sell him. So that we will not be lonely. They never know as they are selling him, what were they doing? They were promoting him to his next throne. Got into Possifer's house. He was hated. Based on it, because of his integrity. He was hated. But yet, they pushed him into the prison. Not knowing they were pushing him to his next connection. From there, he became the prime minister. You can never work against somebody under the grace gospel. Because the grace of God will help him out. Oh, he may be looking as if he's crying. But watch his tears. The grace factor will show up. And before you know what is happening, you'll be the one that is his grace. Everyone that operates under God's grace, they don't have anything to fear. Because when they are dying, God will lift them up. He said, my enemy, don't rejoice over me. Because if I fall, I will do what? I will rise again. I don't know the situation that you are in. But I'm telling you tonight, never you be afraid of anything. Somebody say, I will sack you. I will deal with you. Have you did this is the grace factor? The grace factor will remove fear from your heart. Because if he's taking care of the bed, it will take care of you. And I pray for you tonight that the grace of God will take care of you abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. How do I become free from fear again? Live without poverty. The, 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 the destruction of the poor most of the time is their poverty. And you have everything to live above poverty line. Everything it takes has been given to you to live above poverty line. Every believer under the sound of my voice you should not be poor. Why should you be poor? If you are poor you'll be afraid. You'll be afraid of awareness to pay your rent. You'll be afraid of awareness to hit your food. You'll be afraid of what next to do. Because of fear. Because fear of poverty can destroy you. Poverty is a destroyer. That's why you should not like it. No matter the coloration, poverty is not of God. Can I shock you? Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ for your sake. What did he do? He become poor. So that you, through his poverty, can become rich. How do you become rich through his, through his uh, poverty? You have access to the wisdom of God freely. 
without paying for seminar. You have access to the leading of the Holy Spirit easily without paying for it. You have access to the gift of God easily without paying for it. Under the grace gospel, Jesus died so that the resources of heaven, resources of heaven will be unleashed unto you. So you are not disadvantaged because you carry divine potential. Look at what the Bible says. Psalm chapter 16 verse 6 says, Lies are falling upon me in pleasant places. Yea, I have what? A goodly inheritance. When you give your life to Christ, you discover that you have entered the family of God's blessing. Even though people say, so you can never become anything, you discover because you are in Christ, because of Jesus, you become somebody like, except you are not listening to him, or you don't want to assess the benefit of your redemption. One of the benefits of redemption is prosperity. Let them shout for joy. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which are pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God is saying that I want all my children to be rich. Without coloration. Why? God is not a respecter of person. God is not a respecter of person. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. See Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. Let me see Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. Which is important. Okay, to them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mysteries among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Say to yourself, Christ in me is the treasure of heaven, is the hope of glory. Christ in me, I have every resources inside me. I can never be poor. I am blessed beyond measure. Because Christ is in me. And the Christ that is in me is the hope of glory. Christ that is in me is the hope of glory. Say amen three times. Let me tell you something that came to my mind some years back. We are going, I will not mention the name of the place. We are going somewhere. And as we are going, I saw churches that are uncompleted. Under bamboos. This one, that one, this one, that one. And I said to myself in my spirit. It is bad. To see a poor church. What should a church be poor? I said it to myself. I was sent to, to my spirit. What would make a church to be poor? Is it that God cannot bless the members? Or God does not have resources. What will make a church to be poor? I was thinking. My spirit was just refutting. I can't. Most churches under sand, tattered, churches poor. Why? What's the church before? When the resources of heaven is available. Years back, and the Lord ministered to me. The same way you are feeling, it is bad when I see any of my children in poverty. Is it because I don't have resources to bless them? The resources that you carry is above causes. The blessing of God that is upon you is above generational causes. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. He has been made a cause for us so that we can receive the blessing of Father Abraham. So that the blessing of God can come upon us. 
Stop giving excuses for your poverty. Just tell God, God, what, what next do you want me to do? What do you want me to lay my hand upon? Psalm chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 says that whatever you lay your hand upon shall prosper. If you are not prospering what you are doing, something is wrong. Maybe God wants to do something else. Because you carry more than enough deposits that will liberate you from lack. The moment you are tired of having lack, doors open for you. The only thing you need to come to reality with is this thing is like I'm poor. What next can I do God? And God open your eyes to do so many things. I was preaching some years back and I said, in this country, when you start something new, it want to frustrate you. Association may want to frustrate you. That time I mentioned Nepa. I said, they want to frustrate you. They won't give you time. And God said to me, tell them, as many people that want to do any new business or project, I will support them. And people said, Amen. And as I was going, it occurred to me that he did not say amen very well. I said, God asked me to tell you, whatever you want to do as a project, God, or business, if you want to go to business, God will do what? Support you. And because people don't actually believe that God does support people, they did not say amen. Then the Lord asked me to say that, tell them I will support them the way I supported you. And I said, God said, if you are going to go into business now, he will support you the way he supported me. And my wife stood up and shouted, Amen. Because my wife knew that. Even though we are not here, we are not in our own building, my wife knew that there was no way we could be doing what we are doing without even support, without begging. And I've shared the story with many of you. How God decided to raise support from nowhere. The same God Overhaul is rich unto all to all that call upon his name. The same God, the same God. We are serving the same God. We are serving the same God. We are serving the same God. If you want to remove fear from your mind completely, remove poverty. Because poverty will make you to be afraid. When you see your landlord coming, you say, Maybe he's coming to ask for money. If you are own somebody, you'll be afraid. Once you are not poor, you'll be bold. You, nobody can harass you because you know you are not begging anybody for food. You'll be free. You will have self-confidence because you know that you can make money and it is not difficult to make money. It's not difficult at all. Receive an instruction from him and good will come your way. You will lay up sliver as dust and gold as stones. When God is the one leading you to do one thing or the other, and you don't get tired and say, hey, I've started one thing, it's not working. Maybe God is seen the thing that you have started to teach you another thing on how to do it. Don't get tired and say, Lord, just keep teaching me. Keep opening doors for me. From one level to another level. Because from one level to another level, he's changing you constantly. If you are going to be free from fear, you must be free from poverty. The Bible says the prosperity of the rich is their defense. One is a defense. Prosperity is a defense. We, we had one program here so many years back. And I invite Pastor Obama. And I know whether some of you will remember that time. And he asked all of us to write a prayer request and be submitting. Maybe you were there. I don't know where I was. So many years back. Remember us? And he will lay hand on us. 
We are praying on our request. He will lay hand on us. Your, your needs are met in Jesus' name. Your needs. He asked me to pray. We anointed it. Pray on it and burn it. Lord, let this prayer request. Let it turn to answers. Most of the prayer requests is money. <laughs> Lord, do this thing for me. Lord, do that for me. Listen to me. I want to learn a lesson here. It was my wife's brother that did not come out. He was in that service to write anything. It didn't come out. I didn't understand that time. I did not understand. Because if you remove poverty from the problem, then seven of the problems are solved. It didn't come out. Okay, look. Who is the person that's supposed to be doing IVG more? Against the devil. Is it not that good? That has all the trailer traveling everywhere. Why is it that it's people that don't have bicycle? They are the one pray more. It's easier to deceive somebody that is poor than somebody that is balanced. You can use anything to maneuver them. It is the enemy of your father's house. Oh, you had a dream sometimes ago. Ah, talk about go, Milo. It's because you don't have money in your pocket. If somebody's using your go. That's why. All these things, you begin to look all many problems and enemy. You have done so many business, nothing is working. Somebody must be behind it. If you want to remove fear from your life, remove poverty. Fight poverty. And before you know what is happening, you are free from fear. I've told you three ways to be free from fear. If you don't want to be afraid, remove poverty. Number one, remove attack mentality. Number two, number three, remove what? Live with the gospel of grace. Believe in the gospel of grace. That's about your faith. Every fear must die tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I am a righteous man. The righteous they as bold as a lion. I will not be intimidated. I will not be afraid. Every form of fear in my heart. Fear of the unknown. Fear of taking risk. Fear of traveling. Every form of fear. I command you to die now. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I will not be afraid. God is on my side. I refuse to be afraid. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus mighty name we have prayer. The Bible says you will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. Trusting the Lord. Raise your two hands to everyone. I will not be afraid of evil reports. No evil report will come near me. No calamity will come near me. My heart is fixed. Trusting the Lord. My heart is established. He shall not be afraid. I will not be afraid of my enemies. In the mighty name of Jesus. I will not care what a man will do to me. In the mighty name of Jesus. I receive grace. To be stable. In my mind. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I receive grace. I will not be afraid of evil reports. My heart is established. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I receive freedom from fear. Freedom from fear. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus the Lord is my keeper at my right hand in the name of Jesus I receive total liberty from every form of fear in the name of Jesus in Jesus mighty name we have prayer every seed of fear attack mentality that my father has not planted it shall be uprooted raise your right hand to heaven say every seed of fear I command it to be uprooted from my heart in the name of Jesus every seed of sickness seed of fear I command it to be uprooted right now I will not be afraid some people are afraid of the night when it is night they are afraid some are afraid when it is morning some are afraid of work some are afraid of their bosses I will not be afraid in the name of Jesus I receive grace not to be afraid of any attack no arrow form against me shall prosper in the name of Jesus in the name are you praying at all in the name of Jesus I will not be afraid of projects of doing business I reject the spirit of fear go ahead and stand against every spirit of fear I stand against spirit of fear he has come to deliver us God has not given you the spirit of fear but of boldness and of sound mind and of sound mind in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus say with your mouth I will not fear I will not fear the future I will not fear the unknown the Lord is my rock and my salvation the Lord is the strength of my life whom shall I be afraid of in the mighty name of Jesus I will not be afraid of my enemy God is on my side God is with me I refuse to be afraid in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in Jesus mighty name we have prayer raise your two hands to him and say father I live above poverty line I am not among the poor in this country I live go ahead and pray I'm, when they are mentioning the poor in church in Nigeria I'm not among the poor the resources of God inside me make me rich Christ in me is the hope of glory I'm not among those who have been frustrated I live above poverty I live above poverty I live in prosperity because of divine deposits in the name of Jesus what is troubling the poor will not trouble me he said the, the the destruction of the poor is their poverty I refuse to be poor I am rich I am blessed of the Lord whatever I lay my hand upon shall prosper I am above poverty I will live without poverty I hate poverty I will not smell poverty in the mighty name of Jesus the young lion do lack and suffer hunger I will not lack any good thing the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. It's not only my savior, it's my shepherd. In the name of Jesus. 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 The fear of poverty will not come upon me. I will not be poor. I cannot be poor. I carry divine deposits. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. There's a resources of heaven that is made available when you cry for help. Genesis chapter 21. The mother of Ishmael prayed. And the Bible said the Lord heard the voice of the boy. And open up a well for him. If God can hear the prayer of Ishmael, a baby, God can hear your prayer. The resources that will bless you, may the Lord open your eyes to it. May the Lord open a well of blessing for you. Unstoppable blessing. Receive in the name of Jesus. Raise your two hands to heaven. If you believe that God is your source, I will not be stranded. And I will not be limited by my income. I have unlimited deposit of God. I will enjoy divine deposits. Open your mouth and pray. The reason why you are stranded is because you think that what you have is all that you have. There is the God factor around you. There is the God factor in your salary. There is the God factor in your business. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, open the resources of heaven for me. Unlimited source. The well of heaven. Lord, open it for me. You open well for Isaac. You open well for Ishmael. Open well for me. Rivers of living water. In the mighty name of Jesus. Unstoppable blessing. Unstoppable blessing. That we eradicate. Like some of you are not praying well. That we eradicate poverty. Eradicate lack. Do it for me in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I've told you, the only person that wants you to be poor is your enemy. Not even your parents. Your parents want you rich. Because once they are rich, they know they will be comfortable. Even if you don't give them, you will not trouble them. That's the truth. So, the only person that wants you to be poor, not the church, not God, your enemy. Anyone that tells you that uh, poverty is synonymous with holiness, is lying. There is no correlation between poverty and holiness. It is better to be blessed than you have choices. When you are blessed, you have alternative. When you don't have alternative and you are poor, you will discover you cannot even preach the truth. There are pastors that are gauged. They are inside bondage today because they cannot talk because of what they will eat. They are afraid of the future. Afraid of whether people will like them or not like them. Raise your hands to heaven. I will not be poor. I refuse to be poor. I am above poverty. In the mighty name of Jesus. Go ahead and receive prosperity. Like Ishmael. Bless me like Jabez. He said bless me indeed and make me great. And the Lord made him honorable. Bless me and make me honorable. I don't want the fear of poverty. To destroy me. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. As mighty name we have prayed. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, I believe in the grace gospel. Let the grace of Jesus 
make way for me. The grace factor, let it work for me. The unmerited favor, unmerited open door, Lord, let it happen. If you are praying very well, you are praying for yourself. I believe in the gospel of grace. Let grace work for me. Let it speak for me. In the mighty name of Jesus, go ahead and begin to receive the grace factor. Grace factor where you walk. Grace factor where you live. It is not of him that will it. Neither it is of him that run it. It's of God that showeth mercy. When God decides to show you mercy, nobody can stop you. Lord, let your grace open doors for me. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let your grace open doors for me. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We are praying two more prayer, and I want to think about it. Maybe when you get home, you can read this and just tear every handwriting of poverty around your life. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 15. And Genesis 22. I'm going to read Genesis 22. Genesis 22. 22. It says, By myself, advice on in blessing. I will bless you. Okay. Verse 16 and 17. And he said, By myself have I son, said the Lord, because thou hast done this thing, and hath not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee. Somebody say amen. amen. Now you must understand this scripture. He was actually trying to sacrifice his son. But grace, Jesus showed up. And Jesus took the place of that son. Father Abraham rejoiced to see the arrival of the lamp, a sacrificial lamp. He said the Lord will provide what? An offering for himself. That is a great factor. He said before Abraham was, I am. And your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. At that particular mountain, he was looking for the grace factor that will save his boy. And that was the lamp. The offering for the lamp showed up. Father Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the sacrificial lamp and took the lamp and offered him as a sacrifice instead of his son. And God said, by myself, have I son in blessing. I will bless you. Somebody say amen. In multiplying, I will multiply you. As the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seesaw, and your descendant shall possess the gate of their enemies. Somebody say amen. amen. Say amen loud and clear. Raise your two hands and say, Father, in blessing, bless me because of Jesus. In multiplication, multiply me because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Father, multiply me because Jesus died for me in the mighty name of Jesus. If you don't have revelation of what I'm saying, you will not know how to pray. Lord, because Jesus died for me in blessing, bless me in multiplication. If you are not praying it, that is your own. That is not my problem. If you are not praying it, you are not praying it. In multiplication, multiply me multiply me in the name of Jesus because Jesus died for me I will enjoy the benefit of his death 
in the name of Jesus. Whatever I lay my hand upon will prosper in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayer. And anytime we are taking the Holy Communion, we are showing the Lord's death until he come. We are declaring that Jesus died for us. And if, you, if Jesus died for you, you must be healed, you must be blessed, and you must be free from attack. Come on, let's take the communion. Come, let's take the communion.